if you do what you're supposed to do, somebody's actually going to invest in you yeah. and just see the way that the kids take it and the way that they, like, it just boosts their mood. Like, when you see them and they're like, wow, like, I'm at this camp. Like, we learn and stuff. Like, people, I got this t-shirt. People, like, care about what I'm doing. And to see the impact that that makes, oh, that's something I'll do to the end of time. Yeah. So I don't even think about that. Before we get into this episode, I know you've been struggling with the idea of starting your own business and launching a premium product that you know is going to transform lives. So I have a bomb resource for you. The man himself, Words Taylor, is going to help you launch your product or service for the clients who need your help right now. Now you can't call yourself a business owner unless you are getting in front of new clients every single day and Words knows exactly how to do that. All you have to do is tap in so he can teach you his six-figure launch strategy that's produced over $5 million in client sales. So all you have to do is go to highticketlaunchsecrets.com. That's highticketlaunchsecrets.com and get into the free training. It's happening this week. So go to highticketlaunchsecrets.com and let's get into the episode. Welcome to another episode of the Work and Play Podcast. I'm your host, Ariel Young, and I have a great, great, great set of guests today <laughs> to share a kind of cool story and how you guys met t- together and then how you guys transitioned out of corporate and how you guys built something that's really cool in the tech space. So, without further ado, would you guys like to introduce yourself? Okay, I'm Devin Gentry, um, Big Play Digital Solutions. And I'm David Woods, Big Play Digital Solutions. Yeah. So, we're here. So, we're here. So, we're here. So, on the Work and Play podcast, we talk about life transitions, career transitions, and self-actualization, and whatever that means to my guests. And so, um, a little bit about you guys' background, if you want, want to share your individual stories of like what you're currently doing and what your journey has been. Okay, so for me, I mean, um, hence the term Big Play Digital, uh, this comes from background in football. Uh, so mm. I've been playing football all my life, um, and I knew I always wanted to be a business owner, and I knew I always wanted to do business. So um, that was always something that I wanted to pair with football. Um, but then, so come senior year, um, then I had my pro day. So I did really well at pro day, had really, really good opportunities lined up, and then COVID struck. So there were no private workouts and there were no preseason. So I went from, okay, let's see what these NFL teams are going to be talking about. Because my plan was, okay, let me go ahead, play some years in this league, and immediately be able to use that capital to open my marketing business and start my business and be able to just use that capital immediately to repel that forward. So when that kind of came to, um, you know, a halt, I guess you would say, with the no preseason and everything like that, I was just like, okay, I already knew what I wanted to do along with it, so let me just go ahead and start my business and see what happens after that. So... That's what came uh, to me as far as big play digital solutions because I feel like systems and marketing is what helps businesses make that big play uh, because you know there's a just like practice you know the systems and the systems are behind it when you see somebody make that catch they made it a thousand times in practice so it's just the system's gonna do the same thing every time so uh, I was like big play digital solutions just help people make a big play in their business and life which is systems so. That's, That's lit. I like how you intertwine your story and kind of marketed the company at the same time. Because <laughs> as you were explaining, I'm like, oh, now I kind of understand. It brings me back to when I met you and you were walking me through what the, the actual process, like the actual system is. So for the context, um, for context, can you guys describe what Big Play Media, I'm oh, sorry, Big Play Digital is? <laughs> uh, so Big Play Digital, we're a smart website agency. Uh, so the big thing that we do is develop a evolving website platform for business owners because uh, like the problem that I've seen is with websites and the way that they've been done in the past is you pay this high ticket cost for a website but 
imagine if it's if if you're paying for a car and it's your 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 website is the vehicle in which which drives your business which drives your sales that's what people you know it's like your brochure it's, it's that kind of what people go to to get comfortable with you so imagine if someone was to sell you a vehicle and say okay but we're never going to rotate your tires we're never going to change the oil on this because what happens is google changes what they what they base their things off of so google in essence puts a recall on your vehicle so you've paid this one-time price for this vehicle Google does a recall, but you don't have anyone to go to. But you pay this monthly retainer just to have your website hosted. Mm. But with our evolving website platform, you do it on a monthly. So we do it on a monthly. We run, you know, data on the website so we can see what's converting well. Make sure, you know, it's it's done by professionals. That's what we study. So, you know, whenever Google changes their things and they're ranking, say, say they're ranking, uh, you know, your headline tags better than they're ranking your page speed. Okay. Then let's make sure your headline tags are optimized and ready to go so you can increase your SEO ranking and things like that to, in, in essence, gain you more business. And every year and a half or so, you can migrate to a new platform and a new website and you never have to worry about your website again. And you guys facilitate that entire process? We facilitate that entire process and then as well as our CRM, which gives you the conversion tools and the automation on the back end of that website to drive those sales or do what you need to do, which is you know big for anybody that's really trying to scale that business that is super cool <laughs> yeah so it's like a concierge service for a website in a, yeah in a sense yeah. <laughs> it's just like yeah it's like all, it's all in one you just and, and you never have to worry about your website again it's actually going to be something that doesn't lose value it's not a depreciation depreciating asset as a lot of them have been keep you up to date as you go you don't have to worry about your website going out of date so make sure you're good yeah well mm-hmm. since since you're you're next like well tell us uh, tell uh, us about yeah so my <laughs> pathway to this was a little different than Devin's so we both played football together at Georgia State as well but when I stopped playing football and I graduated I went straight into corporate so I was actually a cybersecurity analyst for two years I went, had an internship my senior year my last semester turned into a full-time job took it, it was my first time having a salary job I thought it was cool you know it was a great learning experience mm-hmm. but um you know, COVID happened, we had to move into the house. You're working from inside, remote. After a while, I got tired of it, didn't really see where I was gonna grow, where I was gonna go to. But I mean, I liked who I worked with, you know, it was a cool work environment, so it was, I enjoyed the people I was with, but I didn't necessarily enjoy the work I was doing. I didn't see a trajectory where I wanted to go in the future. So I wanted to leave my job to be able to pursue my own passion. So while I was working, I was finding all different type of hustles, trying to figure out how I could make a living, make some money. I got really deep into investing, got pretty good at crypto, got really good at crypto, honestly. (laughs) So it made it easier for me to leave my job. Originally, my plan was to last all 2021 and then end at 2021 and start my next journey. I lasted till like June, July. Of 2020? Yeah, I had to call (laughs) course till 2021. Started trying to build my own business. I learned about the power of SaaS, software as service. I wanted to build my own software, honestly. Devin happened to hit me up when I was posting about how I was leaving my job and whatnot. He was like, yeah, what are you doing? I told him what I was doing. He's like, that's crazy, because I just added SaaS to my business. And I'm like, what's your business? I didn't even know what the agency was. I didn't know what the agency was last year. He told me about it. I did some research on it, started digging into it. And I'm like, yeah, you onto something. I was like, we could really, we could do something with that. So I came onto his side. So I could work on the technical aspect and just help the market grow. So that's how I got there. Making big plays. Making, Making big plays. huge plays. <laughs> and you, big plays. 
I am um, in awe, one, one because you guys are um, fresh out of college, mm-hmm. uh, so to speak, right, compared to about me. About three years. Right, about three years. 2019. Okay, 2019, and then 2020 doesn't count for nobody. Well, <laughs> we, we kind of all, some people evolved, yeah. some people didn't. Yeah. But it sounds like you guys made the most of your time. Try to. Honestly, like, yeah, so for me, it was like the pandemic, it was crazy because, of course, like, now I'm looking at football games, and I'm like, I could be out there, like, you know, I did everything necessarily there to to put myself opportunity but it didn't really work out that way but Mm. i got a year to just sit like work on my business and work and perfect my craft to where now that i'm coming now that we're coming out of the pandemic i hope um i can you know really start to drive those things and i'm I'm knowledgeable about everything that i'm talking about i'm really i've I've spent so much time studying other people's problems more than they have that Mm. i can help them like i'm you know i'm I'm ready for it (coughs) Yeah. So that's kind of the key for that. You guys are a dynamic duo. I can see it. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm listening to you guys' story. You grew up, it sounds like you have to correct me if I'm wrong, right? You grew up wanting to be a football player. Did you want to go to the NFL? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I think if, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I can't even really, like, at that stage, like, it, it wasn't even necessarily a dream. It was more of a goal at that point. Mm-hmm. So it was like, it had become a goal. That's where it's like, Okay, I'm really about to do this. I've went to my pro day. I've done, you know, I performed better than anybody else has. Yeah. I've done this. I've done that. So let's do it. So my question is like, how did you guys? So individually, I like for you to answer this question. Like, what did success look like for you as kids? Because I'm I'm seeing that there's two different like growth stories. Feel free to share your story from the right. from the jump. How did success look like as a kid? Like, what yeah. did I look like? What did you think was going to be? Your, what did you think you were going to do when you grew up? As a kid, I had all different types of dreams. Yeah. Honestly, like I've wanted to do so many different things in my life. The league was one of them, mm-hmm. but I never thought that I was just going to play football. Oh, you also wanted to be in, in the NFL. I played football. I played in college. I felt like I had the ability yeah. and the stature yeah. to possibly get a couple years in and stack it by bread and then use that, like you said, to do other endeavors. But it was never like an end-all, be-all. Okay. You know, I like football. I played football, all that, so yeah. like sports. But as far as what I thought my dream was, honestly, my dream was just to have a lot of money and doing whatever I want, whenever I want, you know. Creating, I make art, I I like to read, I like to travel, I like to eat good food, I like to hang out with my friends, you know. I just want to be able to do what I want to do when I want to do it. I don't want to clock in and have people telling me what I got going on. So that's what success looked like to me. Honestly. Yeah. Honestly, for me, success looked like time freedom. Like, I kind of in a sense of what he said, like time freedom. So the, the beauty of, of course, like with me, I've always like this, like as humbly as I can say it, I've always probably been one of the more, one of the most athletic people that I've, on any team that I've played on. So mm-hmm. for me, it was always like, man, like you gonna, like all, even teammates, like you, I'm, you gonna be there one day. Like it's crazy. Like, so it's like, I've always grew up like, okay, I'm gonna be there, I'm gonna do that. And then to get there and then, you know, do my pro day and be like, you know, getting that, you know, that interaction with those teams and things like that. And then seeing it, it's really becoming a goal at that point. Um, it was like, okay, that time freedom. And that's what I saw the time freedom in. Um, but even with that, I always wanted to be like, I guess, you know, since a lot of people say more than an athlete, I always, I never wanted to just do football. I never wanted to just do that. I wanted to be able to be knowledgeable about business. And there's, there are things that have went into that. Uh, like, I feel like something that shaped me uh, really well is, uh, so my grandfather, he was uh, in kind of a, a large music group. Um, so just to see that, if you're not keen in a business sense, what some people may do. Mm. So to see that he didn't necessarily get his due diligence, I'll say, I'm not gonna necessarily put that that group out there, but um, 
yeah, to see them kind of, you know, he's a guy, he's cool where his feet are. So to see someone necessarily take, I guess, advantage of the fact that he doesn't really care about the getting his due diligence in business, that kind of made me always think like, wow, like I really have to be keen on this business side because no matter what happens, if you don't know what you're talking about or don't know what you're doing, somebody has the opportunity, you know, like, if, yeah. if you know. To so, think around you, so to, to speak. To think around you. So, yeah. So, that was just something I always wanted to do. I knew I wanted, always wanted to be a keen business person. So, mm-hmm. like, I always wanted to be brushed up on that. So, when the time came and it was like, okay, what's next? What's what's the next big play in a sense? This is my big play. Yeah. It's, I still have, you know, with systems, systems allow you to get time freedom. Um, and, you know, it helps so many people. Everybody needs it. Yeah. Now, I understand you have the cybersecurity background. And then you have the business background. So, yes. so where does the synergy lie between the two of you? Do you also know a little bit of systems? Like, how did you learn about the systems on the back end? So I learned about the systems is when I was back at the house, just down, <laughs> just downstairs. Just, what you doing down there? I'm just, I'm, I'm locked down. Like, I'm mm, locked, what YouTube I'm University? Well, I mean, honestly, so uh, well, no, I, I purchased some courses, of course. Nice. So I spent probably about. Today, I probably spent like 10000 just on courses this period, which I mean, I feel like it's a very beneficial thing. I'm not, I feel like it was an investment. I didn't necessarily pay it, I invested it. Um, but yeah, so I spent that just to learn just the ways of it. Um, and then just, it's, it's my, my system is codeless, so it's not like it's too crazy. Um, it's not really something that's too hard to use. So that's what the, kind of the beautiful things about it is. Um, but as far as me, just the, the econ and the marketing side of it, just tying that into learning about what the consumer thinks or what people when they operate on your um you know on your website what is the language that's going to get them to convert or feel comfortable because that's what you want to build trust through your website and then a lot of mistakes a lot of mistakes that people make on their website is they want people to go ahead and get started or something like that yeah just learning the psychology of it was kind of my thing and then with david he just knows the cut dry coding when this happens this happens Mm -hmm. just making sure the system can do exactly what you tell it to do every time it's like building your it's like building your own employee so you know you can build your own corporate america through computers like you really can like it's it sounds crazy but you can literally build as many employees as you want with ai i get what you're saying you saw my eyes go like what build your own company so basically what you're saying is with through coding you can literally create robots, like little robots mm-hmm. working for you, knowing you can exactly. Build your what. own, build your own assistant, mm-hmm. basically. And I know I had a uh, cybersecurity background, mm-hmm. but my major was computer information systems. Mm-hmm. And the reason I picked that is because it's both business and tech. And I've always been business minded, but I've always been interested in tech as well. And it was a perfect combination. So I took all your econ, finance, marketing, all that, but I also took programming, cybersecurity. You know, like all the technical based classes and business classes. So they go hand in hand. I always see myself on the business realm. Yeah. I just know technology is the future. You're not getting away from technology, so you're gonna have to mix them. Yeah. So I make sure I learn tech as well. And my, my dad was really into technology too. He was a electrical engineer. So I grew up seeing him with all his tech gear all the time. So it's kinda of like written that I would be in that sense as well. But I've always been business minded too. Like I had my own lawnmower company when I was like 11 just because I wanted to make my money you know I was flipping candy like every business kid did so it was, I did all that too that's the cool thing about you as well, so. you had a bunch of jobs and a bunch of like yeah, side I've, hustles I've been hustling my whole life your whole time <laughs> legal hustling yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it I love it because you guys both bring that entrepreneurial spirit yeah. you both bring this creativity this sense of creativity mm-hmm. you both bring that teamwork mm-hmm. that like sportsmanship 
And then y'all both bring like the desire to create this this business together. Like and it sounds like it's going to grow into so much bigger. As I'm hearing you explain like your your background and even you went straight into corporate, what were you molding yourself to do while you were in college? What was I molding myself to do? Or were you just kinda taking classes like it's gonna pay off somehow? I focused in application development and cybersecurity just Mm -hmm. because I knew those were the most lucrative and the most like you can do a lot with it. Like, cause I honestly didn't know what I wanted to do, so I just did the broadest, most lucrative one so that I could just step into whatever made sense. That's how I got into cybersecurity. I didn't know I was going to do that my junior year. Okay. I just stepped into a good uh, internship role. Mm-hmm. They liked me there. It was smooth. It was the easiest way I could get to a salary job without having to worry about everything going on. So mm-hmm. it just made sense. Like, I had no idea I was going to get to there. It just ended up there. So. Were you at the point where you got um, you were offered a position? Mm-hmm. Were you thinking you were going to be an employee long term, or what were you thinking about doing with that uh, opportunity? I was interning for experience, and then I was like also applying for another, a bunch of other jobs as well. And it just made the most sense. They had a so I interned my second semester senior year, then I graduated, and mm-hmm. they brought me back to intern again in the summer. So I did that and then the opening applied while I was also applying for other jobs. So I was like, I might as well apply for this too because I'm working here. Mm-hmm. I got that job. I got a couple more that I applied for as well, but that was just the most comfortable. They wanted to see me grow. It was a real like family oriented. I worked at Georgia State. I was a cybersecurity oh. analyst at Georgia State. So they really treated me like family and yeah. I was really young in there too. So I'm 21, 22. Everybody I'm working with is 30, 40, 50 years old. So they all treated me like honestly like their son. Like, like I want to see you grow. I want to see you do what you got to do. So I enjoyed the environment. Nice. So that's how I ended up there. It was, it was cool. I learned a lot. It was first time like being in the cubicle, in work environments, traveling, being, meeting businesses, doing all that. So it was great to learn. It was a great learning experience, but I could not do that long term. So mm. that's how that happened. It was just another stepping stone in my life. Gotcha. It was so, another stepping stone in your life. Mm-hmm. But I really didn't know. I had no idea. I was just learning and living life. And I, I consider myself an avid learner. I learn every day. I try to keep myself up to date. So. I just knew something would make its way to me. Yeah, <laughs> you you led your life you led your yeah. life very uh, in the present, mm-hmm. but also knowing that you wanted more. Yeah, and then so, you also have like you 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 were introduced to corporate and the cubicle life in a way that still kind of was supportive. For sure, which yeah, a lot it wasn't of times typical. Yeah, corporate and setting, so it was different. It was a yeah, different that's mm-hmm. dope, and I, I think that's a blessing For sure. because it prepares For you. Sure. Do you feel like you're Compared to you guys as peers, do you feel like you're way more like mature, more like? Uh, I I feel like I hang out with people like myself. I don't associate with people that aren't on to what I'm doing, that aren't doing what I'm doing. So if they aren't at my level or higher, they're not in my circle. So mm. maybe if you want to talk about the general public of our age, for sure, but not who I hang Not your surroundings, yeah. so you wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, what about I mean, you? Yeah. Even like in college, we were always in the same circle. Mm-hmm. Whether that be for football or just for the group that just meets up, eats chicken wings in the calf and mm-hmm. just talks about what they want to do with their business. Like, mm-hmm. We're always in the same wow. circle, so it's never like, so like everybody that, honestly, everybody that I truly associate is building something. Yeah. So it's like, I don't care what you're building, honestly, like, I just want to, I just want to be around people that are building something. Like, yeah. just, I just like the, like the mindset of someone like, just doing something with your life. Trying to, like, when you go from here, you can leave something to your kids, your grandkids, or something like they know what you did, or like yeah. you, there's something to fall. Like I know my 
great, 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 did this. Like, yeah. I feel like there's something like special in that, and I feel like there's nothing that can replace that. So, I just like to be around people that are building stuff. So, yeah, yeah. definitely surround ourselves with like-minded people. Facts. That sounds like that's what keeps you guys guys together. Yeah, you got to. Everybody around you gonna take everybody we around gonna take off. So if we don't take off with them, we gonna get yeah, left in the it dust. It forces you to do so something. Good. Absolutely, mm-hmm. I, I'm admired. I'm literally <laughs> like, yo, that's really really awesome. Um, when I was in college, I think I was just thinking, okay, get your job, and then I, that's it. <laughs> I never, honestly, I never thought. I've never thought about like getting a job. People be like. Like, what job do you want to do? And I'm like, well, like, what job do you want to be when you grow up? I'm like, yeah. I want to be like my own, I want to be my own ball. I want to build a business. But with that comes, I'll never talk down on someone mm-hmm. making an honest living. Like, mm-hmm. I'll never, like, honestly, that happened. Uh, my mom probably doesn't even know it, but it was like in a drive-thru one time at McDonald's, actually. So we're in the drive-thru at McDonald's. And then it happened to be, I think, a, a, a woman that, she kind of had some beef with in high school or something like that. And she was so, uh, she's kind of well known in the city of Louisville. So, um, you know, me as a young kid, I was like, yeah, and now look at where you are and look at where she's at. And then she was like, no, she's like, you never talk down on somebody making an honest living. And I was like, dang, like for, for my entire life after that, I was just like, never like, yeah, she's building something. Like, I don't even know what she's building. Doesn't matter where she's at, she's building something never talk down on somebody so like I, I understand people that are in that corporate world and building something I think there's still something there but for me it just wasn't it's never been for me I never thought about it like mm-hmm. I never I don't know it's just I don't know it's yeah never, but you did have awesome. a 9 to 5 so tell us about your experience um, going into your 9 to 5 and like okay. you know like what, what was that like so the 9 to 5 that I did have it was um uh, Metro United Way, so it was a, a nonprofit organization, and really for the most part, what I was doing was uh, racial wealth gap simulation. So I was going, um, and we were doing like we go with businesses um, and kind of get them in our Zoom meeting. So it still wasn't necessarily like the I've never been in a cubicle or anything like that. It was just, hey, we have a call at this time, this time, and this time with these businesses. Um, so which it, it kind of kept me. I kind of enjoyed doing it because it wasn't a structured nine to five. Like you have to show up and then you just leave at five. Like mm. it was just okay. We have a call here and here and here. But uh, really what we were doing was just allowing people to see the, the highlight the 13 policies in this kind of an interactive game that um, show the racial wealth gap that exists today between black and white. Um, so what were those 13? Do you remember those 13 processes? Um, I, mean, I mean, policies? Not necessarily all of them, um, but uh, in a sense, the main was, was um, oh, dang, it's going to stump me just because I'm on the podcast. Mm, and, right? and because and I actually right when I'm talking to it. Yeah. Um, uh, if it comes back to you, you can It'll always come back to me. Yeah. But basically just highlighting the 13 policies that um, that really, you know, just created that wealth gap. Yeah. And the crazy thing that people see is, um, people may not know is, the racial wealth gap between black and white is actually larger in between those in poverty. So it's like 18,000 to zero. So even in Hold on, poverty, say that again. People don't know that the racial wealth gap is bigger where? It's larger in, in, the, in poverty. In poverty, than then. it is in just people that aren't living in poverty. So, oh, okay. say say the racial wealth gap is eighteen to one for those that are above the poverty line. Okay. But below the poverty line, it's even even larger gap. So it's not it's not oh, this some people are poor, some people no. It's even if someone is white living below poverty, they have a larger net worth or. I get what then, you're saying. Yeah, the gap is increased mm-hmm. below yes. the poverty line. Yes, I so understand. So it's like. 
Uh, that was something that was interesting to me, um, just because of just the things that have aligned. Like for myself, like I have um, two great grandfathers. So one through marriage, she's white. Mm -hmm. One black, mm -hmm. and they fought in the same war, and they came home. One bought his one bought his family a house, sent his kids to college. One died a renter. So you can see the difference in this policies that have been highlighted as far as. Just, just how how much that changes things. Mm. So one was able to buy his, buy his family a house, still have the house today. Value grows. One he dies a renter, worked his whole life. After. Absolutely. So that's always something that really uh, allowed me to see that. So that was kind of a fun job, but um, basically I ended up having to leave there because of the um, no nepotism clause. Because my mother. You gotta tell <laughs> you gotta tell us about this no nepotism thing. So. Um, so my so my mother was working for this organization as well, mm -hmm. but she took the chief job in Louisville um, once you know the um, when the Breonna Taylor um, deal had you know everything was going on in the city and the chief there had resigned. Um, of course, you know they don't give a black person a job in, but we'll talk. We'll talk. Um, yeah, we gotta turn this thing. Yeah, we gotta turn this thing up. But, um, okay, aside from all of that, so. Um, yeah, so I started kind of working for that organization then, just doing some things. Um, but when I knew she was coming back, um, but when she came back, there's a no nepotism clause, so I just had to go. I wish there was no like bad blood. I was, I mean, I kind of knew going in that I was going to have to switch departments, but we couldn't necessarily work in the same department because they have a no nepotism clause. I'm, I'm, a, you know, I'm, I'm irritated about that, and I don't want to take this conversation <laughs> to be too social. Well, you know, I think social awareness is, is kind of what drives a lot of what we do on the Work and Play podcast, anyway. But the fact that nepotism has existed for hundreds of it years, has, and then all of a sudden they implement it, and your mom is working at the organization that you're that you're working at, so you get hit by. I have never heard someone. Yes getting fired or even deciding to step I mean, down yeah because was, of nepotism yeah never. it was one of those things it was like okay initially i was gonna but with COVID, it was never really work in another department for me to move to which mm -hmm. i would have definitely stayed with them yeah um because i actually enjoyed doing the work um but um yeah it just it didn't work out i mean they do a lot they do do a lot of great work though so i'm not gonna necessarily put them in the dirt for it but they do a lot of great work um <laughs> and yeah it was nice but yeah, they, they keep me out. Oh, I came back. The top three responses that I get when I ask, why do you want to leave corporate America? Are that you want financial freedom, you want to own your own time, and you want to build a legacy for this generation and generations to come. Now, this is not a solo job. In order to transition from your nine to five into entrepreneurship, it's going to take community and it's going to take resources. And I've created the community of pioneers who are going to wrap around you and help you make that transition successfully. So if you're interested in leaving your job, go ahead and click that information below. Let's get into the community and let's transition from your nine to five into entrepreneurship successfully. Now let's get back to the episode. Yeah, maybe that's one of those, that's one of those yeah. policies they that we. Yeah. I wish. Yeah, I definitely wish the policy wasn't there, but I see. I guess they have to try to implement something so there's no. Yes, foul play. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta protect your brand. I guess if that helps protect your brand, then cool. Yeah, it's kind of like that thing. It's like with us becoming entrepreneurs, right? There are certain tax laws that current wealthy people benefit from. That yeah. you know, with things changing, with laws changing, by the time we get there. We might not be able to take advantage of certain things that have just existed in yeah. wealth for such a long time. So, I guess you just. I mean, that's just the way. Yeah, that's the way the game was played. Yeah. Like, so I guess 
I mean, yeah. But I mean, then again, I was like, I mean, dang, like, I, I add value to to the room. Like, I add value to the room. So mm -hmm. I was like, okay, maybe it's yeah, not okay, even yeah, gonna okay, operate. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but it's like, no, nah, sticking to the rules. But I mean, I respect it. You got your rules. You sticking to it. And I don't care who you are. Yeah, I got you. Both <laughs> of you guys seem very grounded. Would you? Would you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm I, curious. I, what what keeps you? What keeps you both grounded? I mean, I was lucky enough to grow up in a great home. You know, I watched my father be extremely grounded my whole life. My mom really? too. And I'm a third generation college graduate, and I'm black as well. Like my grandma went to college, so like my whole family, they. Well, I wouldn't say they're all into it. Like, actually, my family is more entrepreneurship-minded than business-minded. Mm. Like, a lot of them was. And my dad actually watched a lot of their businesses fail. Or, like, some of them did well, but a lot of them, like, were hurt from it. And I think that's what shook him into not taking that route. But he was very successful, like, as far as working. He's been working my whole life. I always watched him grind every day, you know, leaving the house at 6 in the morning, 7 in the morning, getting home at 8, 9 p.m. every day, is, like, when I'm young. So I see, I've, I've watched that my whole life. So. Mm. It's kind of just like, I, I have no excuse. So I, I know what you're supposed to do. I know how it is. I know what you need to do to be successful. So I don't know how to not be grounded, honestly. I've just always been about What does grounded mean to you, though? Grounded to me means I have a mission and a purpose, and I'm constantly working on it. So I'm not I'm not out of line. Like I may, you know, I, hang, I do what I got to do. I have fun, but I'm... I'm focused. I'm yeah. Do do. yeah. Yeah, I hear I hear um what when you express it, I hear work ethic, I hear drive. And I, and then you even mentioned new mission. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like there's um values driven mm -hmm. in what you guys are doing, especially when you tell me the story about your mom at McDonald's. It mm -hmm. seems like there's values that hold you guys down as well. Oh yeah. So like what are some of those like key principles you guys learned growing up? Key <clears throat> oh, principles. Uh, my dad used to always say, do it right the first time so you don't got to do it. Oh, yeah. Uh, you don't got to do it double the time the second time. Just little stuff like that. Like, just always do it. Do what you're supposed to do so you don't got to do what you don't want to do. Like, okay. yeah. It's just little stuff like that. I'm That's trying to real. think, like, you know, wake up early, do what I you got to do. Focus on what you need to focus on. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, gotta, I, think. I got a lot of that. And yeah. then, um, yeah, and then for me, I feel like, I don't know, I always stay kind of even killed. I feel like I get that from my dad. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. My dad, he's always kind of even killed for the most part. Like, this never really raises emotions or anything like that. Like, and then, like, back to what David was saying, as far as just being grounded, like, my parents were high school sweethearts. So, like, Aww. I always, like, I always growing up, like, like yeah, I, I always had that home, <laughs> I always had that home situation. So it was like, you know, you get that. And then it's like, my mom, she's very, like, she's a very headstrong person. Like she's, you know, she's about, she's very goal oriented, drive for it, go get it, break down the barrier. Mm. Like I don't see glass siblings, I'm gonna punch through it, I'm gonna go. Mm. My dad, he's just kind of reserved, chilling. He's cool where his feet are. So I kind of get like the mix of two. Like I know I have to break down barriers, but I can still be where my feet are. Like, and just be, you know, just stay steady. Don't get too in the moment or things like that. Which, So that's where I say, um, as far as like being grounded, that's how I see it just, like you said, like pushing towards your goals, but never like, like just being swaying too far off either way. You know? Yeah, never just being obsessed with your goal to where like once you get it, you feel like it's just like, oh, like what I gotta do next, what I gotta do next. It's like, okay, boom, okay, now, now what am I gonna do next? Mm. Like, let me go ahead and get this next goal. Like, it's gonna happen because of the way that I, you know, the system that I've put in place and the the way I'm gonna go about it. So I already know that it's gonna happen and it's destined for me. So why would I even get? I'll amped up about it. I'm gonna just keep doing it. I'm, I'm gonna get there. 
Mm. And I don't personally always feel like I had a lot to live up to, honestly. Just like, this is what I feel like I'm capable of and what's around me and just like the opportunities I've been given is kind of like inexcusable for me to not go crazy. So it's like yeah. I, I put a lot of pressure on myself to make sure I get to where I need to get to. Mm -hmm. So that's how that works. But, yeah, and your lineage you know, is still here, mm -hmm. right? It's like, you know, the thing that a lot of black people don't get a chance to benefit from is knowing where they come from. Right. You have three generations of success to look up to. Right. So you have, like you Blessed. said, like no yeah. excuse to like <laughs> right. not know. Right. So you right. guys, um, mm -hmm. you guys both bring this. I'm, I'm really starting to in life learning the value of teamwork. Right. right. And you guys both come from a, a sports background mm -hmm. and big play is actually a spin off of like you guys being able to run plays. Right. Yeah. So at the moment, and and feel free to take this however, like tell us the journey of it. The moment you guys connect, mm -hmm. you're still in your nine to five. I was transitioning. He's out. transitioning out. Got mm -hmm. it. And you are looking at you're you are already out of um the uh, mission. So yes, so I do work for the Roger Rondo Foundation. Okay. Uh, so I do nonprofit work with that. But mm -hmm. I mean, it's work that I'll do to the to the to the end of time because that's something that I enjoy doing. So mm -hmm. I don't necessarily even take that or think about that as a job because that's okay. just something that I actually have grown to enjoy doing a lot and just seeing the impact that you can make in kids by just yeah. letting them know that they have somebody investing in them because I always had that yeah so for me it was like wow if I can show like if you do what you're supposed to do somebody's actually going to invest in you yeah. and just see the way that the kids take it and the way that they like it just boosts their mood like when you see them and they're like wow like I'm at this camp we learn and stuff like people i got this t-shirt people like care about what i'm doing and to see the impact that that makes oh that's something i'll do to the end of time mm -hmm. so i don't even think about that as, as work it's not mm -hmm. even work to me i can't i can't yeah. imagine that being work either <clears throat> so i'm curious if y'all could walk me through how did y'all decide or how did you line up to run the place so that as you're still transitioning you guys are building a business together like what are some of those plays y'all decided to run together we just been running we just made it happen. Y'all just made it happen. We just made it happen. But, but did you guys like have a we conversation? We have a couple of conversations. Like he's act like he's contacted me like about his I've known about his business for a while, even when I was like just early in my yeah. job. Like we've talked about it, but it just never aligned because you know I was doing what I had to do, he was doing what he had to do. As I'm leaving, he contacts me, lets me know what's up. I get back to him and it was more of just like, yo, you're gonna take a CTO role, like chief technology officer role. Cause you know your tech makes sense he's ceo i'm cto we can go that back and forth route but we're pretty much going to do the same task to start off because we're going to treat it like a you know joint you feel me we're both doing the same roles until we get to the point where we can delegate and then like the real roles will make sense so right now as far as if you're asking like how do we delegate ourselves we really just both do the same thing right now like, we call each other every morning we hop on meetings we make sure we're doing what we got to do we schedule for the future yeah just teamwork yeah. It's less about the delegating piece, but more about you're living your own journey, right? Correct. You're transitioning out of corporate, Correct. which we have to get into, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and you're working. <clears throat> excuse me, you're working as well, right? right? You have your own life going on, right? right? At the point where you guys have like joint interests, you get on the phone with each other. And you're like, hey, I'm doing this in my life. You're doing this in your life. How do we work together? And so you guys, you said, you know, your CTO, your CEO, EO. Mm -hmm. And then from there, you guys are like, okay, we'll just work on the business together. Mm -hmm. With that being said, how are you guys communicating each other's, like, your, your personal life or where you guys <clears throat> stand um, in the process? How do you guys stay in lockstep in the business? I feel like 
I think we just naturally do it. You know, we can play sports a whole lot. We always it's just busy. It's just, you just boom, yeah. boom, boom, boom. I love boom, it. You just go. It's like, not really, just, that's never been a question. I never really thought about that. We, <laughs> just, just, do we, we just be doing it. Like, we just do it. Man. Honestly, I mean, but like, like I said, we've been in the same circle for so long. It's like, it's natural, I guess. Like, yeah. And anybody that's like in my circle, like I just know the way that they move and the way that they operate. So I don't ever have to worry about anything. Like, yeah. it's just like. It's not like we're new. Like, yeah, like we play sports yeah. together. But like you said, even the be on the sports team like we all hung out outside of football like our yeah. crowd our circle we had a strong friend group that honestly never really left from like throughout school right. and outside of school it never ended so mm-hmm. we already knew each like, other yeah because like even on a football team you got 100 people like 100 125 guys some of them are your teammates some of them are just your co-workers some of some <laughs> of them are your co-workers just being honest like right. honestly now will you will i do everything that i can for every single one that's in that jersey yes but Outside of the outside of the field, outside of the locker room, you have those people like this is like we were part of that group. We were that group that okay, look, I'm about to go to the dining hall. Come down. Mm-hmm. If if somebody went at the dining hall, it was like, dang, where you at, bro? Mm. Like, what's up? Mm-hmm. I had homework, homework. Sure you should do that already. This is our time. So like, just being in that circle and the way that like our circle operates is just like, I never had to worry. I never even think or fathom the fact that like. I know he's gonna do right by me every time that he steps out or put or you know for the brand or whatever the case may be. So it's just something that we've always just. I feel like it just happened naturally, honestly. Yeah, I'm like, sorry, honestly, I got a real answer for that. I, I, just, I don't. <laughs> I, that's the best way I can put it. Like I just we never talk to each other every day, and then you know it's like when we get done speaking on the business, it's like all right, I talk to you, it's like bet we go do it, live our life, and then reconnect yeah. when we need to. Do y'all talk personal as well at some point? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we talk personal all the time. Um, I mean, honestly, with the way systems operate. Mm-hmm. It's really just waiting for the system to do what it do and then tell you what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Like, after we set up the system, we've literally built out our own employees. So with the systems and the automation, it's like I can book an appointment with somebody without even pulling up. They don't have to go on a calendar. It can be fully conversational just because of the AI systems that I have in place. Really? So, yeah. So I just have to wait for the AI when someone sends a certain message to say, hey, you ready to book your appointment? Okay. Oh, what time works best mm-hmm. for you? Boom. So I, I literally have built that out. I have... Uh, yeah, so I have that. So now for us, it's just okay. Let's boom. Let's do some little prospecting, send out some stuff, let people know what we're doing. But in the meantime, it's just waiting for the system to do what it does. And it's yeah, we spend more yeah. time speaking on strategy and like marketing and just like yeah. future goals, honestly, than the actual technical aspect. I've used more of my business side than my technical side since I've been with Devin. To be honest, like I use my technical side, mm-hmm. but it's not as needed as the the business and marketing aspect of what we're doing right now since we got so much in play with the tech. Mm. Yeah, so. I That's got it. Oh, what were we about to say? Oh, no, I was just saying, just like the beauty of systems is crazy. Like, yeah. like you're saying, like, I don't even think because I've set up the system mm-hmm. and I'm almost, sometimes I almost feel like I'm an employee of my system. Like, I don't know. Do you feel, ever feel like that? Like, I've built out the system, but after that, because yeah, the system because tells me. Yeah, because when I worked as a cybersecurity analyst, we uh, basically, a lot of the tasks we were doing was building the AI. Like, the AI worked for us. But while working, like this certain task we would do would actually build the AI. So like you're kind of working for the AI and the AI is working for you right. at the same time. Like I work to build out the AI, but after I built out the AI, it's like it I, honestly, I honestly feel like, yeah, because it's going to tell me what I need to do. It's going to tell me who I need to text. It's going to tell me who I need to call. So and the like, AI learns from what you're doing to yeah. become more human. Like So as you do what you need to do, the it's AI tough. becomes better. So <laughs> yeah. As y'all are talking, y'all know what I'm thinking about. <laughs> what? Um, that movie with Will Smith, 
It is. It's iron. It's literally that. Tesla box. They coming. That's interesting. And the fact that y'all are in this space as black men, y'all are literally about to. Well, hopefully, I just call you if my robot starts to try to like take over. Oh yeah. Yeah. I consider myself a technological optimist. You know, I got. I got. Think only that. good things are gonna come to I, I wouldn't say only, but I got faith in the robots. I do. Honestly, That's I think they'll help us. I think we can work with them. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I have a practical question. So I have, I and I hear what you're saying in terms of like um, scheduling things. Like it, it sounds like what you're saying is it re- it's like voice recognition to say like okay, so this is what I have going on. And it, what were you about to say? No, you can finish what you're saying. I'll, I'll. It sounds like there's voice. So what you're saying, it sounds like if I'm on the phone. And I'm scheduling a podcast, right? And I'm like, hey, yeah, what time would you like to join? Okay, so let's set an appointment for um, Friday at 12 o'clock, right? And so it sounds like the AI will recognize, okay, work and play podcast at 12 o'clock. We ain't got that good here. No. Ah. <laughs> we that's, not, that's, that's possible. Hey. We just don't have it in our system. Okay. That's not we something do. that isn't good. <clears throat> Look, I'm about to sign up right now. It's more of like someone DMs you on Instagram and comes into our server mm-hmm. in the conversations tab, and then like say they say we want to meet you at 12 p.m. They'll automatically have a little button that you could click to put it in the calendar, like yeah. meeting yeah. at 12 p.m. Like instead of it'll meeting. it'll work like that. It's yeah. like that. And then as well, just nice. it'll start the conversation. So say someone says like, so say I put a web chat on a website. So I put a web chat on a website and I have a little button that says. Okay, boom, you like to schedule an appointment. Put in your phone number, boom. Okay, let me send you. Hey, you ready to book that appointment? Yeah, I'm ready to book that appointment. And now it's gonna send you another text. It's gonna be like, um, so okay, what time works best for you? Um, Monday probably like the thirteenth at like six. So you say something like that. Okay, I got let's get you scheduled for that. Does it sound right? This date sound right? Or oh we don't have those times available. Does this time work for you? Mm. Yeah, this time works for me. Okay, I'll get you scheduled for that appointment. So it's just like a just like a little rep that I built out. So now I don't have to worry about that. So someone can go book on the calendar, but also if they just text, they can just text back and forth, which is the method that people prefer to communicate nowadays. So that's kind of how that system works. But it, it's just a beautiful thing to see and just be able to have that happen just without. And then it's going to tell me, oh, here, here's this, this person is booked and try to book an appointment. You want to confirm it? Do you want to reschedule it? What is it? Mm. So if a person has a VA right now and they want to transition into you guys' system, what what's the advice that you got or how do you transition a person from like um, doing everything in their business to like trying to onboard into your system? Um, so it really just starts with the matter of what does your current process look like? So do you do a two-step close? Do you do a free do you have a free offer that you offer? Do you have someone sign up for a webinar? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you want to do? Because at first, you can build out you can build out this employee, which is the AI system, to do anything that you want to do. It's fully customizable. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of okay, let's figure out what steps do you want to have? What do you want to happen? What manually needs to be done so we can go ahead and make that happen? Do we need to call you and tell you to oh hey hit hit one and just call them so so you know you can go ahead and do that immediately without having to go through your your contacts and things like that. Like it's just a matter of figuring out what works best for them, what do they want to do, and then just implementing the system to do it. Um, creating the rules, creating the AI, building out the system. Because mm-hmm. once the system's built out, one thing about the system, it's going to do the same thing every time. So, it's, so once you figure out the, what the rules are, it just follows out. the rules. Yeah. 
So I'm currently in the process of like <clears throat> building out my processes, right? right. From clients, uh, client management to podcast um, to even social media management, right. right? And my thought was, okay, I'll get a VA to help me manage it first. And then I will um, hopefully build out enough automation so that it just kind of all runs for itself. But I always thought that I would have a person or multiple people working for it. So are you guys building a system that will kind of replace VAs or human interaction? I would say it would uh, increase them. Not not replace them, but like uh, enhance them. Mm. Easier abilities. You can take away some of the busy work to allow them to do more important work or like systemized stuff that might take longer, but they still have to, you know, yeah. press the buttons and then they can do, you can really make them do more work, more human-based thinking work instead of like, uh, what will be the word? I'll say like, Delegate. it's like, yeah, it's yeah. like an input-output table. Like, you know how you used to do those in math class? Just imagine an input-output table and now with systems that you put in place, you're able to, for one hour of work that you do, you get 10 hours of production. Mm -hmm. So now you're paying that VA if you have a VA or yourself say, you like, I need a VA to work 40 hours a week. Right. But instead of paying the VA, if I just have a system and I use four hours out of my week to do that, then boom. Or if I have a VA, I can have them spend four hours doing this and they can spend the other 36 doing something else. They can go ahead and get me more sales, more conversations, more bookings, whatever the case may be. Mm. So they're spending less time on like some of the base operations. And like he said, they're doing more important tasks, which is immediate, which is really what you want. So mm -hmm. that's kind of how I like to think of it. like lever arms and things like that I used to learn in physics class like you you know you, you get that lever arm right mm. and then you can move a lot more mm. with a lot less like in theory mm. I guess you could replace your VA but I wouldn't suggest doing that I'd rather just you know replace the roles that your VA may do with the systems and then give new roles to your VA that you wouldn't be able to give without our systems mm. yeah, that's how that works it's like the industrial line like when, uh, yeah. when it came it used to be workers doing all the work now it's right. like you still got workers, but now they're in the line working on what they need to do. Yeah. I'm extremely passionate about helping corporate professionals transition into entrepreneurship. So I had to share the one thing, the number one thing that helped me develop as an entrepreneur, and that's the morning meetup. I joined the morning meetup specifically for the structure because I'm, I'm leaving corporate America, so I'm used to those morning huddles. We got our sales, we know what our goals are, and we get our day started. So I was missing that for two years before I even found the morning meetup. Now, the second thing that I really, really benefited from was the revenue, revenue generating activity was not necessarily a thing before 2021. Now I had my LLC, I had my website, I had a few clients here and there, but the momentum really took off as soon as I got around like-minded individuals and people who really knew the struggles that I was already dealing with that I could get over my fear of sales and communicating my value and putting myself out there on social media. The friends that I've developed, the mentors and the mentees that I've, that I've created relationships with, everything has really created this environment for us to thrive as entrepreneurs. So if you wanna develop as an entrepreneur, you're leaving corporate America and you're trying to figure out how do I get my footing in entrepreneurship, then the morning meetup will definitely be a game changer for you. You can learn with us, you can grow with us. And I didn't even mention that we have a book club. Join us in the community, let's get started today. You will not regret it. And to a degree, we, we, could, have, we could talk about the workforce uh, implications, but I was, Thinking so it sounds like what you guys are saying is if I had like a, a bit small business owner a solopreneur So mm -hmm. to speak right one VA and you guys system would mm -hmm. be like the optimal way to operate your business to like six and seven figures 
Am I yeah. getting that right? Is that a, is that a fair promise? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Because the system is powerful. Like if you know how to use it, you know how to work it. Absolutely. That's the biggest thing. If yeah. someone, the people that actually come in and adopt the system and learn how it works and really take the time and then implement it, mm -hmm. they see success. They see the numbers. It's a slight like, learning curve. When you get over it, you're good. Yeah. Money, mm. Money's work for sure. That's mm. why we have a university. We have a university, a, a course for people to come in watch the course and learn the systems and what they need to do and they can also contact us if they need a little more help or they can get us to do it for them there's many options but yeah. so you guys still you guys support the customer service as well so they will get you to help i mean they you can, can. some yeah. people can you know we're working on that as we get higher as of right now we're pretty user friendly with our customers you know as we get higher up it's going to be a little more difficult to contact us you know we might have people below us but Right well, now, they get, I gotta because, get in sooner. <laughs> yeah, they get yeah. the because the biggest thing for for me, at least, like which I'm pretty sure David's the same way, is I've always gone by the ruling of the system is only as powerful as like your ability to use Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So if I give you, uh, yeah, it's like seasoning when you cooking. Like I give mm -hmm. you all the seasons, but if you don't know what to put it on, how to put it on there, then mm -hmm. the, the food's not gonna deliver, and it's not gonna be the way that you want it to be. Yeah. So. In developing that course or developing or giving this my phone number just to say oh mm -hmm. I'm really struggling how to do this like how can I make this happen okay here's how you do it boom or you can watch this video to show you how to do it and if you can't get understand it then then give me a call again it's just simple things like that because if people really learn how to leverage the system and leverage the AI and make it happen yeah then that's when people are really gonna see the benefit um, and especially like for me I feel like Black businesses really, really benefit. Like client relation management is everything. Mm -hmm. And if people can learn how to leverage that relationship with their clients and provide the, the, the best experience, like you know every time you go to Chick-fil-A, you're gonna hear my pleasure at least once. So when you go there, you're going there knowing that. And mm -hmm. that's why you're willing to pay more for that chicken sandwich than you are for that chicken nugget. Yeah, it's so customer experience. It's customer experience. So that's what kind of the way that I think of it. Um, so that's the way that I had as far as just, just going about it. I thought you were gonna say something. I thought you were gonna say something. Like you said, Chick Fil A. I thought I had Chick Fil A this morning. It was not hitting. But you gonna go back? But you gonna go back? Yeah. Because you chose that. I'm gonna go back, but they were slacking this morning. Chick Fil A, y'all gonna do better. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, but it's just yeah, creating that experience where you know, like you're gonna get, you know, he knows the next time he goes back, like this off the the rulings and this off the way that he's operated so many times with them. I do agree. He's gonna be okay. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Me thinking about food. I mean, yeah, he like, as a matter of fact. <laughs> I mean, but you got to, like, yeah, like, now, like, when you go to Chick-fil-A, like, you ever went to Chick-fil-A and you came home, and then you was like, you didn't have one of your sauces in there? Mm. And then you was like, what? Mm. Like, like, you I, can't I even enjoy it. Yeah, I'm thinking about the fries, but I'll do the fries, and I used to do that in the Chick-fil-A sauce. Yeah, but honestly, Chick-fil-A, that's one of the one places you get your bag and you don't got to look. Yeah, you don't look because you know there's a strong there. Yeah, Chick Fil A is going to be a strong yeah. every time. Well, I feel wrong looking. Yeah, but like everywhere else, I'm a check Chick Fil A. I'm gonna just drive off. Straight up. Yeah. Because they have a system in place yeah. that does the same thing every time. That person puts the sauce in there. Mm. Like that person, they have the person that puts the sauce. They have the person that tells you my pleasure. They have the person that takes your order. Then they have the person that makes sure that you're in the right place in line. Like they develop a system yeah. that works for them. For sure. What's you guys' this brainstorm process? Because you said earlier. Um, you and I love it. You think about the prop, the customer's problem more than they think about it, right? right. What's you guys' like brainstorm process as you either even was building it from the ground up or even now? How how do you oh. guys ideate? So we build it from the ground up. You made it real easy for me to step in and just help out from there, and I like, take it in as my own business as well. So he had the ground up part, 
But as far as our process, I feel like we just speak, we just talk like it's yeah. normal day business, and then it just it comes from like, there. Yeah, because like for me, the way like for me, like even though yeah, I'm like CEO or things like that, like I don't. My biggest thing was, especially like when it came to like thinking about like just having David as like this business partner, like going forward. It was for me like I don't I don't want to have to have the best idea in the room. So mm-hmm. like I have no problem like just um, with the custom values. Mm-hmm. So David just thinking of a way to custom values is to help people implement some things into their business quicker and faster. Like we can change our onboarding if we do this with some custom values in the system, which is just kind of a coding thing. Um, mm-hmm. But it was like okay, cool. What do you need? How much time you need? Like how much time you need? So okay, boom. You'd be the CEO of that. I don't. I'll do what you do. Like yeah. I'll take over these operations. I'll do this. I'll do this. You just put your manpower over and do that, so yeah. we can figure that out. So that's always the way that I wanted to, to, to go about it, like this, yeah. to like. So David knows, like, at any time, like he has the freedom. To, like, it's, yeah, it's when I was like, coming in, I remember he was telling me, he's like, I want you to treat this like it's yours. I remember I was asking, like, in the beginning, like, how we want to do this? Like, you want to be like are we delegating stuff? And he's like, no, like, I want you to look at this like it's your business. Like, whatever you feel like you're doing, like, we can speak on it. Like, it's both of us together. Like, this is a team thing for real. Like, yeah. And we'll just go from there. If you got an idea, shoot it at me. I'll shoot my ideas at you. We figure out what we want to do and just go from there. Uh, yeah, I feel like I never want a work environment like where I can't. Like, I want to be in a work environment. My dream is to have, so say I got 100 employees. We got 10,000 clients. And I say an idea and one of my employees says that's a terrible idea. I think we should do this. And then we go with their idea. Mm-hmm. And then that idea propels us even higher. Mm-hmm. Like. That's what I want. I want that kind of environment. I don't ever want an environment where someone feels like they're I'm a higher up. Like, mm-hmm. of course, there has to be a mm-hmm. there has to be some kind of hierarchy. Like, you know, you don't want too many chiefs. Not like, but understanding the positions and who's doing this and that. But like, still, just understanding like it's a safe environment where you can tell me anything and we will be okay. Like, we we'll work to it. Like, mm. that's my ideal environment. It's funny how y'all say like. Oh, we just we just do it naturally. But then when you talk about it, no. But if you when you hear yourselves, you actually have had lots of conversations about who does what, what are we gonna do, what's our what's our what's our focus this week. It sounds like y'all do have that conversation. I guess we do. I guess we don't think about how we do it. Mm, I, think, I think it's fair to say that y'all have to sit down and think we, about it. Well, we built the process. That's what, that's the power mm. of AI. We built the process, so we don't even have to think about what are we doing this week, what are we doing this because we know every time okay. someone books an appointment, this is gonna happen and this is gonna happen and this is gonna you. tell me to call this person. It's more like learning thing. from the experiences we're getting to yeah. continue to make the business better. That's what we talked about at this point. Mm. And, but that's still from a tactical perspective. It sounds like now that you guys are getting to a place of like leadership, having the conversation about um, building a team, and once you're in a room with a bunch of people, maybe then it'll be a good time for y'all to like sit down and say. What philosophies are we bringing into this organization? <laughs> and now that you think about it, what what do you think your philosophies would be as you bring it together? Big play. I mean, I feel like our philosophies is we need to give people big plays. We want to be someone that's like you're not. Your, we're not your typical service or systems people. You know, we're we're laid back. We're people friendly. We're real. We want to be like that type of business. Like y'all know what you're getting. You're not getting a robot. You're getting people here to help y'all get to what y'all trying to get to. We're, Legitimate. We really care. I think that would be a philosophy of ours. We want to be cool. We want to be young. We want to be techie. We right. want to take off. Yeah, yeah. that's. Yeah, we're trying to implement it. blockchain into our stuff, crypto, NFTs, all that. So we, we're getting deep as far as what we want to do. But yeah. I guess our philosophy would just be innovation. Innovation. Mm-hmm. I told innovations. I want to be the most innovative. I feel like innovation wins. Like 
Netflix blockbuster will happen. Innovation. Mm. One didn't innovate. Like I feel like that's just the biggest thing. Like I just want to be the most innovative business, and I feel like the only way that you become truly like innovative in making new things happen is by having like the open environment, like I stated, because. There's somebody in the corporate world right now that has a billion dollar idea, but they're scared to talk to their boss about it because they think their boss will talk to them funny. Mm-hmm. Just like, um, what was it, the Flaming Hot Cheetos? Mm-hmm. Wasn't it a janitor? A janitor. Really? Yeah. In Flaming, the company? A, man, a, a janitor in the company said he was like a, um, you know, Mexican guy. Mm-hmm. I, I've heard the story. Then, it's like he got like yeah, and he the took crumbs some seasons, of something. Yeah, he took the seasonings from home, from home. So he took the Cheeto bag, took the seasonings from home. Ah. I hope this story is. I hope this story is true. Something like, like that. It's something like this, though. So basically, he took the seasonings. He took the seasonings. We're gonna freestyle on this story. He took the seasonings um, from his house, seasoned up the regular Cheetos, sealed the bag back up, took it to the owner, and then was like, "Look, like boom, here, I got this thing that I want to show you. Like it's gonna go crazy." And then, lo and behold, finally, how Cheetos comes around. Mm-hmm. But like, what did they do to create that environment? Yeah. Like, there's somebody out there that has. There's probably somebody out there that has a billion dollar tech idea, mm-hmm. but they're scared to go tell their boss because they're scared that their boss is gonna be like, you're crazy and you're firing or something. Yeah. Or steal their idea. Like, or like that's just mm-hmm. the nature of it. So I always wanted, like, I always wanna have that open environment to where you can just build and grow. And I feel like that's where true innovation comes from. Mm, I feel you. I think open environments uh, definitely allow for that, like free spirit conversation to be had. And because you guys are um, young techies, you can pretty much like bring in other young techies who are, yeah. are a part of that same team um, team mindset when it comes to hiring. So I'm sometimes I feel like a dinosaur, especially talking in these innovative conversations because I've been so corporate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always think of hierarchy and like how do how do organizations work together? And I specifically think in strengths, right? This is even me as a social worker. So when I look at you guys. Mm-hmm. You know how to play well with each other and communicate. Right. What would you guys say are you guys is like, and I usually don't even use the word weaknesses, but as I think about it as a puzzle piece, what would you guys say are your strengths and weaknesses that play on each other that make it like strong? Strengths and weaknesses. Okay, so mm-hmm. strength wise, I mean, I feel like my strength is to stay even kill. I never get too riled up. Um, I always stay even kill and I'm always looking to. Um, you know, just improve still, like, but I'm never get too down. Uh, say, like, a week doesn't go as planned, I'm still okay. I'm like, what's up? Let's, like, let's, mm-hmm. let's get back at it. Um, as far as a weakness, like, I don't know, what what's one of my weaknesses? A weakness of yours? Yeah, we're gonna do some business therapy. He probably got a weakness he ain't told me about. Let's I'm trying talk to, to think. I'm honestly thinking right now, I don't, I don't I'm not good at thinking about weaknesses. I don't like because I don't think I have weaknesses. I, think I don't think we do either. Some, yeah. My weakness may be we were young, we're mm-hmm. new, mm-hmm. like we don't have as much experience, but I guess that's a double-edged sword because we're innovative. You know, and it's we, a great thing. Differently yeah. than other people. So I would say our only weaknesses are inexperience. Maybe we freestyle a little too much, you know. We, Who was he talking to? We talking to, um, at the, I think it was at the Invest Fest. It was like, yeah, we, we're in the tech space, we're in the marketing space, we're young and we're black, but we're young and we're black. It's a little he said harder, it, and yes. it made so much sense. Like, yeah, it's just that's, a little, little, which, little harder, you know, it's a big step yeah. you gotta take, but like, mm. we're, we're, yeah. we're young. I never say black is a weakness, black is power, but with that being said, like, it makes it a little harder it to sell high, hard. high ticket sales to people who are used to seeing different people when they're getting these type of businesses. Yeah. Like, can y'all really provide this value, y'all? Yeah. Because I guess yeah. you're young and you're black. That's what I was saying. But you're young and you're black. You know what you're talking about, for real? So yeah. that's, 
That's what that. So just really just bridging that gap. And then I don't know if that answered the question. Uh, it did. It, yeah. it, it was. Did, it did, it did, it did, because globally, I, what what you guys did tell me though was the value in you guys that you guys are bringing to the market, right? Right. For you guys to be young black techies and building something that's super valuable for individuals mm-hmm. out here as entrepreneurs, we should look at you guys. Yeah. As a dynamic duo, and that's there. The, yeah. There is lots of value in that, right. and you guys are powerful in that. Mm-hmm. When I'm, what I was saying is like, as you guys are working with each other, and and I'm and I'm feel I feel like this happens on the field, right? Yeah. You have defensive players, you have offensive offensive players. Depending on the player, they might not be able to play defense. They might not be able to play offense at any given moment. Mm-hmm. But you have some players who can do offense defense. Mm-hmm. When you guys think about you guys is like you guys running a play, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, I'm the faster runner. He's gonna tackle somebody. Right. Um, I'm gonna like I'm gonna jump over somebody. Right. He's gonna just run it through. Like, right. I see what you're saying. Yeah. What What do you guys bring to the team? Because you're, I'm thinking you're thinking tech. Like you're like, oh right. no no, this is how the the box is gonna look on the back end. Mm-hmm. If you say, hey, can we make the system do this? And you're like. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, and that's so, how I'm envisioning it, but I yeah. would love for you to tell so, me, like, how does that work? Okay, so for, okay, I'll say this. For me personally, it's, I'm more so on that marketing side and mm. the psychology aspect of the consumer or the client or just helping word things. How do we want to word this? How do we want to make this happen? How do we want to do this? He's on the side of, okay, how can we make this process more efficient with the tech? How can we make how can we cut down on our onboarding time? How can mm-hmm. we make this happen? So it's like, hey, <clears throat> hey, like what? This a couple weeks ago, it was like, oh, I just seen this new new thing that we can do to decrease our onboarding time by probably this much. So just off of his thing, we were able to take out one uh, a one hour onboarding session that is no longer needed just because of just the advances that we made. So imagine how that happens over the course of getting 100 clients. So that's 100 hours of time that we can do something else on. Mm. Yeah, I think Devin may be a little more macro. I'm a little more micro when it comes to yeah. being, you know, he's like the big picture and then I'll take the big picture and see what I can do to implement yeah. the big picture to make yeah. it better. Yeah, that makes Stuff sense. Like that. That's beautiful. Look at you, you're getting some more We didn't even know necessarily what to put in terms you guys work so you guys work so organically well like and even being with y'all i can see the energy just flows but then as you guys build this thing bigger and bigger and bigger knowing what seasonings you guys are putting into the pot really helps because then you can run the plate at a larger level because then you got a hundred people counting on you two to know what y'all are doing and y'all gonna you're gonna be italy you're gonna be africa and y'all still gotta run the same play just run the same play yeah that's it i guess that is like the craziest thing that we've we're in that phase now of okay now we know what system needs to be built out we know what needs to be done but now that's when he says like he's touching to the micro aspect of okay but how can we make this do it faster Mm-hmm. How can we do this better? How can, How can we, we this make this more efficient? How can we make, make the this. user understand the value in this tech because they're not going to know this foreign language? How Because that's one skill I feel like I have. I feel like I can speak to the, the common person and connect them with the tech side because I know both realms. So mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like, that's beautiful. I love it. I'm getting I'm getting to understand yeah, how yeah. this works. Right. It's like this big muscle. And I'm like, wait a minute. What's in there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a fun process. We're yeah. learning it's as a, you see. We're, we, we're, we're learning definitely learning as we go. As we go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I feel like we get better as far as 
feeling each other out from the business and how do we want to operate the business aspect every day just because there's something that comes up that's new like still to this day because we haven't been doing it for that long which we were talking about this yesterday the investment it's like there was, someone had said something during the uh, presentation about just doing and not like trying to learn and was like, we really just do like half the time we don't know what we're about to do we just like we're gonna do this though we're gonna figure out from there so we mm. take the step forward and then figure out from there it's mm. more go and then plan then plan and go even though we do try to plan and go because my thing was honestly when it comes to just doing and not being afraid of what comes with it like i put 22 years of my life aiming to go play professional sports and when it didn't necessarily go to plan i was able to pivot just like that and just go with another plan so for something that took that didn't go right for five minutes or something that didn't go right for 30 minutes how could I ever let that that challenge me? Like it's God's mm -hmm. plan. Like I'm gonna make it. Like it's gonna be okay. Like, mm -hmm. And I feel like that what goes into the even kill aspect. Like even though I feel like you both even kill though. Like you definitely are. But yeah, that's where <laughs> I feel like that comes into play. Like yeah, and it's, it's not as easier. It's easier said than done. Cause I've seen so many friends, not just friends, but just like colleagues or just people, athletes in general, who the transitions from being an athlete to going into either corporate or just non-athlete making money in a business or anything is not the easiest route a lot of people yeah. are just football 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 or basketball basketball and if they don't get it they're like i just spent the last 15 20 years just thinking about nothing but football now i'm in the real world i don't know what's going on so yeah. it's like the, the ability to transfer from that to what he's doing now is very quick because you know he said he was in the pro days and whatnot so he was this close to making it and then COVID hit and he could have very easily just didn't know what he was doing, but Absolutely. he picked up yeah. a business, did what he had to do. That's why I was so easy to join him, because I'm like, yeah, I know you are about your stuff. You know, I've seen it. I've been watching it for the past year. You do anything, I'll, I'll come help you out. <laughs> Definitely. You've been tapping it. Yeah. That's you know, yeah. I specifically am I'm interested mm -hmm. in that shift, because you had a salary. I did. I did. <laughs> the IV fluid. I told him. It's like, I IV fluid. I had to pull it off. Yes. <laughs> I, was, yeah, I, I was in the hospital. It was pumping well. I had to pull it off. I had to go eat on my own. Yeah. What was that tra transition like for you? How did you get there? I mean, I had I had realized I didn't want to keep doing this job like mid 2020. So I, like at that point, I started just trying to figure out how to get out of there. And I, honestly, I don't know. I just I, I took a, I took a leap of faith. I jumped off the porch. I, I I've always trusted myself. I trusted my ability to make money. You know, I know how to make money. Like I said, mm -hmm. I've hustled my whole life. I know it's not a problem. And now. From leaving the job I'm at, I have a better resume than I ever have. So I know that if I need to, mm -hmm. I can easily get back in corporate and probably make more money than I was before. Mm -hmm. So it's like, right. I have a, a pretty good backup. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't need to. I don't plan on it. I never plan on it, but I'm just saying it was kind of easy for me because like, I just trust myself a lot. Yeah. And I, like I said, I learned a new skill in investing. I got really into crypto, investing in crypto. I made a good bit of money off that and okay. help me, me be like okay I can I can leave for a while mm. you know, and be okay but you said pull the IV tell us IV about because yes. that's like uh, you're basically saying you were dependent to, on it like that was your lifeline at one point I was I mean not dependent but you know when you go from not having <clears throat> a job or not making salary to making salary you're making I was making 55k a year I've never seen nothing like that you know making money so constantly knowing you're making your money every month and you know you're good you know you have an excess of money because it was easily covering my rent and everything and i had money on top of that i was able to travel buy stuff yada 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 so you get used to that little iv fluid but i knew that the ceiling 
was not where I want to be. Like I saw that I, you know, I could probably get a little more money, get a little raise here and there, but that's not really what I wanted to do. And it was taking up my time. Like I really, it got to the point where I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. And I was waking up every day working. And I was just like, this isn't me. Like, yeah. I'm learning all this stuff for this corporation. I could just take this time and learn what I want to learn and then put that into my stuff and make even more money. Yeah. So it was like, it wasn't too hard of a transition. My parents probably took it harder than I did. <laughs> they, well, my mom, she don't really understand. My dad, he trusts me. But he's like, be careful. You know, he's very cautious. He doesn't want me to make the wrong decisions. But I told him I got it. So. Mm. Have you, have you guys, um, have you guys' parents met each other, and have no. you guys met each other's parents? Yeah. No. Nah. Well, his, his uncle was my DB coach in college. Yeah. So. <laughs> so he knows you. Yeah, I know his you. uncle. Yeah, your your yeah, uncle, yeah, but yeah. your dad and your. No, no. Well, I'm from Louisville, so mm -hmm. I'm from Louisville. He's from. Well, Philly, but yeah, I was live born here. in Philly, but I've been in Georgia for so like the past eight years, nine years. They may have met, and we just don't know it. Just maybe in the stands watching the games, but I don't think they have. Yeah, they've definitely been around. Yeah, maybe, they've been around each other. Maybe they sure. spoke. My dad's very friendly. I wouldn't be surprised if he <laughs> spoke to him. Yeah, so. yeah, same with my dad. Yeah. And how long has Big Play been ex in existence? So it started in 2020 of like what May 2020. So okay. It's, Pulling up, and I joined like June 2021. Mm -hmm. So we've been, yeah. Like actually, so, actually, we yeah. started talking like May. Yeah. So, so we, so we fairly new. Mm. I wonder if uh, Mark Zuckerberg and them talked. They probably, they probably didn't exchange family stuff until much later anyway. So. Yeah, we'll, talk, we'll talk this time. I mean, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, it's, it's one of those things. Like, it's, it's gonna happen. I mean, yeah, yeah. Y'all gonna be yeah. celebrating something together, and it's gonna be lit. I, I want an invitation just. <laughs> So as we as we close out, I'm really interested in you guys' individual vision and then like the vision for a big play and what you guys see coming in the next year or the next five years. So if you guys want to take it individually and then give us what your brainchild is, I would love that. Okay. Uh, so for me, like my initial vision for big play, I just want to get to 100 clients. I just want to see 100 businesses really use AI, implement it, and actually, you know, grow and see the growth that it can, can make happen for them. Um, that's kind of just what I want to see. I mean, we work hard every day just trying to better better the system, better everything, better the process to make it, you know, as easy as it can be for a business to succeed. So now that we've done that, so much of that, just being able to see it go into action and get to that 100 client mark, I think that'll be a really big thing for us. Um, and then as far as a five-year plan, I just see myself on the beach. Just, <laughs> Chilling. See myself traveling and my Tesla Roadster throughout See, the country. To, yeah, I'm on my cyber uh, truck. Um, yeah, we, I think Big Play wants to be to the point where we could sort outsource or be the person that anybody that needs a business yeah. need. They know they come to us, we're going get to get it done for them, regardless of what it is. Yeah. Right now it's just systems and websites, but we're going to get to the point where it's full service agency. Full service agency. You know, anything yeah. you need to get your business grown, come to yeah. us. That's, I want to be, us, yeah. yeah, I want to be the empire of like businesses from okay, you can get your coaching from here, you can get your strategy from here, you can get your systems from here, everything that you need to start your business. So your when someone is sitting you. up in one of these work buildings and one of these tall buildings and they say, man, what can I do to get out of this job? I'm really sick of this. You can do this and then you'll be good to go. You'll, know, you'll have everything you have, but of course there's no substitute for skill and hard work. So like, it's gonna take that person to, to buy in and put some hard work in, but they know that we have the system and in, in, in the processes in place to help them go from, I don't know even, what I, you know, what I really need to do, to I'm doing it now and I'm making it happen. So that's my vision, or it really, are, both of our visions is just create a full service agency where 
you just one stop shop, truly. And I feel like that's the ultimate big play. That's yeah, amazing. Sure. Have y'all heard of um, Tech Bridge? It's a nonprofit here in Atlanta, um, and they basically they have a technology career program. But what you just said was like huge for like people who need support, like life support, mm-hmm. hard skill support, mm-hmm. business support, and the they whole like, thing. like you start off here, get your coaching. When you graduate from coaching, now you get your business. You need your yeah. business. We got you. Like tools, create, you yeah. your business. That's an entrepreneurial lit. university in a sense. You need content, we got you. You need yeah. anything, we got you. Space, like we got you. I'm so with it. That's amazing. That's amazing. Ooh, I'm excited. I'm glad it was on here. Y'all heard it first. <laughs> so um, if there's someone um, who listened to you guys' stories individually and they identify with you individually, one, how can they get in contact with you personally um, or individually? And then if they want to sign up for a big play and you guys' services, how do they contact you guys? Okay. Um, well, there's many ways you can contact me, really. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Devin Gentry underscore at D-E-V-I-N-G-N-T-R-Y underscore. Um, and then you can get in touch with me there. Um, you can text, you can DM me Smart Psych, um, and you'll be on there. You'll see that in there in my bio. Um, and that'll kind of propel that, that conversation from there. You can go ahead and get started that way. Um, you can visit our visit our website. Uh, we'll drop that URL probably in down here below. Um, so you can just go ahead and tap in with that. Um, and just look at our smart website concept and to see how evolving platform is the wave now um, and just just how much it'll help you with your business um, you know you want something that's going to adapt and, and move as time goes on and, and as the rules change that google has so you know we, we can't necessarily beat google so we got to join them and that's what we do okay mm-hmm. yeah and uh, if you'd like to contact me my instagram is underscore underscore dw3 and my email is dwest at big play digital solutions and he said that you can contact the business. So you got that already. So There you have it. Thank you all so much for joining me on the couch. One, you, you gave me a different way to look at work and play. You gave me, and, and the reason I say that is because the way my life is set up, I know what work and play looks like for me. I like to jibber jabber and make money at the same time, right? Right. But you guys give me a sense of like camaraderie and collaboration and just teamwork that I need to add to my vision. <laughs> so I appreciate that 100%. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, like, yeah, just the it most. definitely makes it easy. Like, it, it makes, makes it, it much it easier. Makes it so easy. Especially, like, for me coming into the entrepreneurship game, I thought I was going to be doing a solo. So I had a solo mindset. I'm going to build this. I'm going to do what I got to do. But coming in with Devin and having that partner, that like accountability partner as well as just helping you out in that process definitely makes it a lot easier to join into that entrepreneurship role. You just got to do it with someone that you really trust or mm. could get sick of. Because, so. like, the biggest thing, like, if you see, like, the Warren Buffett's and the Bezos's, like, when I said I'm sitting on the beach in my five-year plan, like, Bezos and, and Warren Buffett said, if I make three decisions, three good decisions a year, Imagine how many good decisions you make to make your business work. Mm. Imagine if you could just be on the beach because of cooperation. You had to make three good decisions a year, and you got a multi-billion-dollar agency. Like that's, that's the way. Like, and now with David, I got to make one decision, good decision a year, because he might have two that year. That's lit. So if I bring another person on, I just got to make one good decision a year. Like it just, it just flows like that. Like, it's because they had they they develop people. They created a culture where other people have good ideas too. So like. That's where I feel like the cooperation aspect comes into play because. Hey guys, it's Ariel from the Work and Play Podcast. If you're getting any value from this channel, and I mean anything from the tutorials to the podcast to the random videos that you see on this channel, then I just ask that you do one thing. Please subscribe. Subscribe and share this to anyone that you think this resonates with and drop a comment below so I know what other things that you want to see next. 
Now let's get back to the episode. All these billions of dollars, he makes three good decisions a year? What? Let me, I want in. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want in. And it, all it is is a system. Man, y'all, I, I wanted to ask you for a word of wisdom, but y'all That's literally cool. just left it. Hey, we here, I'll tell you, we can go Absolute off. Natural wisdom over here. Look, it literally, it's just flowing. It's flowing. And here, this is the testament that you can learn from people of any age, right? Um, because I'm learning from you guys as you sit in across from me. Like, actively learning about collaboration, actively learning about communication. Because it seems natural, but there's so much that goes up under there. I'm just looking at it individually. So before we get up out of here, would you guys love? Would you guys um, share a word of wisdom to someone in your generation, or even not in, a, in your generation, who could learn a lesson or two about this transition words to entrepreneurship? Oh, entrepreneurship, yeah. Okay, so I would say my words of wisdom is to believe in yourself, and whatever you believe, you can achieve. And I mean that in the realest sense. Manifestation is real. If you believe, it will happen. I believe in myself tenfold, and I know I will get what I need tenfold. So that's that's my words of wisdom. Believe. My thing is just like build something. Like the true big play. Like when I think of big play digital, I just want people to build something. Like when something don't go to plan, just build something, and then just figure it out along the way. Um, like. You can't. You can never go wrong with building something because you know even if it even if it falls over, you still got the pieces. Like, but if you don't start building anything, you don't even have any pieces to build anything on. So like, you just gotta just build something. Just keep going, build something. It don't matter if you what my age. Like, I'm getting into tech marketing and I'm 23. Like, you can do it. It doesn't matter if you 80, 23. Just start building something. Like, if you can never go wrong with building something. I just that's just something I always keep in mind. And also, say continue on. to learn. Always and, learn. Oh, you yeah. can learn anything on YouTube. YouTube University is real. And read books. If you can't read books, get get some podcasts, get some audios or something. But get out of your phone. Like, just learn. Continue to learn every single day. That's all you got to do. The facts. And put it into play. Don't just learn. You got to learn and put yeah. it into play. And then we were reading that Who Not How in the morning meetup joint. So, like, now that I think about it, like, I was really thinking about it. He's a who. Like. Absolutely. Without... David, mm -hmm. I would have to know so much more tech stuff. Mm -hmm. But like, I really think of like my friends as the cloud. Like, tap in. I think of like my friends as the cloud, like because yeah, I've always been a person. Yeah, like like my dad, he's really like, if if the water heater is messed up, let me look up a YouTube video on how to fix the water heater. Go fix the water heater. Boom, I <laughs> fix the water heater. Me, I'm like, I know somebody that knows how to fix the water heater. So, I'm, or, why, boy, why don't you cut your own grass? Because I know somebody that cut grass. So like he's a who because he's like he's the cloud. Like if somebody asks me, do you know how to do you know how to do coding? Do you know how to code this? Yeah, I do. Why? Because I know how to call David. So I know how to do it. <laughs> Facts. Like, don't be afraid. Like that's what I feel like. Especially like like yeah, like black culture. We need that. Like we need to invest in our who's, find our who's, and stick with them. Like yeah. that book is really good. Who not so collaboration over Co uh, competition. Yeah, collaboration, collaboration over competition, competition every time. Collaboration over competition oh, every time. Mm -hmm. Thank y'all so much. Oh, I could have said it better me. myself. Well, absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for listening and thank you guys so much for watching. Until next time, look, go out and do everything that these little, these guys have said because you can get everything literally uh, started in your business with just by believing in yourself, learning as much as you can, finding your who, all of this great stuff. But until mm -hmm. next time, peace out, guys.